One of the benefits of being 67 years old and having been in the church for 45 plus years is perspective, vantage point. It's like looking over a valley from a mountaintop. And uh, that is uh, uh, an important uh, gift. It's an important opportunity. And it's also, at times, uh, very grievous because I do have a perspective on things that help me see uh, how um, shallow and how uh, silly uh, American Christianity can get sometimes in its approach to the gospel. I was reading recently uh, out of the New King James Version in Acts chapter 20, in which Paul was speaking to the um, Ephesian elders. And he said there, um, You know from the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you, serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews. How I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly, from house to house, testifying to Jews and also to Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. End quote. As I read that this morning, I was struck by the fact that Paul's mission was to proclaim the gospel and then to teach the people to whom he proclaimed the gospel. And I want to just make a quick comment on the fact that um, over the last 50 years, we have moved in American Christianity to a marketing scheme. We have decided that it's better to sell Jesus than it is to proclaim Jesus. And I think the reason is, is because we really believe that we can talk the world who has only shown during Jesus' life and ministry and then through the life of the apostles and throughout church history that the world still hates Jesus. It, it, it didn't automatically just uh, come to even tolerate Jesus after Constantine and the Constantinian change of 313 AD. It just chose to hate him in a different manner by appearing to accept him when all they were really doing was redefining him. I, I want to say that again. What happened in 313 AD with the Constantinian change, which led to not only the tolerance for Christianity by the Roman Empire, but the acceptance of Christianity as an official religion throughout the Roman Empire, we came to, be, to know it as the Holy Roman Empire. But we must, we must not assume that that meant that somehow the, the Roman Empire uh, loved Jesus. No, what, what the devil can't stop, he will join. And what the devil can't, it's like the old saying, that if the devil can't keep you off the horse, he'll help you on and then toss you over to the other side. And so the devil changed strategies in the 4th century and decided that he couldn't wipe out Christianity with a sword. So he decided rather to redefine it with gold. We went from the sword to gold. 
and gold was a lot more appealing. It was a lot more appealing to have big, fancy basilicas and bishops that had the role of a monarch among the people, and gold rings and and vestments and and uh, positions of power and status. And then throughout the last 50 years in America, we have decided again that the world really shouldn't hate Jesus. We're, we're going to try to find or at least redefine Jesus in such a way that the world will make the world like Jesus. And so we came up with all kinds of silly little uh, marketing strategies. I remember I think one of the first ones was, I found it, quote, unquote. I found it. There were bumper stickers. There were buttons you wore. Um, we, we, we talked about it on television and radio advertising. And, of course, we found it was meant that we found the answer to life in Jesus. It was meant to be evangelistic. It was, it's, it, some of these things are well-intended, but they're fallacious and even blasphemous in their practice. And, of course, we all would remember, if you've been around for some time, the What Would Jesus Do movement, WWJD. And everybody had bracelets. Everybody had um, uh, the uh, bumper stickers saying WWJD. What would Jesus do? And the latest one now is He Gets Us. He Gets Us. The television ads, the even the billboards on the back of uh, baseball parks, and um, uh, and that type of advertising, radio advertising is going. Uh, one one television ad states that uh, uh, Jesus experienced anxiety too. He gets us, but I don't know that he gets us is the proclamation of the gospel. I mean, it sounds good, but it, let me just tell you, it is pure, unmitigated marketing. And the gospel, nor the Savior, at the center of that gospel, was ever intended by God to be a marketing tool, a marketing uh, object. And let me say it this way. A church that has failed to proclaim and teach the gospel will revert to marketing and then pretend it's fulfilling its mission. But the, the Great Commission will never be fulfilled by marketing. You can't come up with enough slick marketing and, and silly power phrases and, and slogans. You, you have to preach the gospel. You have to proclaim the kingdom of God. We are to be proclaimers, not advertising uh, monarchs or slogans or uh, <laughs> we, you can tell I'm a little weary. <laughs> and I am. I am. Uh, my heart grieves sometimes at some of the things that go on in the name of Christ. But he is worthy to be proclaimed, beloved. He is worthy to be taught. He is worthy to be shown that God has not only given his son, his son so that we would believe in him, but that we would believe into him, meaning that we would become like him. 
and that he is the new standard for humanity, and that God has sent his Son into the world, and that the salvation that he promised at the end of time has in fact already at work, is already at work within his people by the Spirit, and that the church is to be the people of God, indwelt and set apart from the world by the Holy Spirit, to walk in righteousness, peace, joy, and holiness after the model and image of Jesus Christ. Let's leave the marketing and the sloganeering to Wall Street and Madison Avenue. And let's get back to proclaiming the gospel. Amen?